Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Today's I guest. Didn't... Uh-huh. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm, I was almost. Yeah, no. The please guest introduce <laughs> introduce the guest, please. <laughs> please let mm-hmm. me. Will you please? Our guest today is a outstanding comedian, outstanding host, outstanding producer. Maybe you heard of her from her work on News Broke at AJ Plus. Maybe you know the Young Turks because you're like, wait, Ooh. I know, I know her from there. Maybe you know her from Red, White, and Who on MSNBC. Ooh. Maybe what? you know her on the Bituation Room, one of my oh. favorite podcasts. And should be yours, too. If you like this show, I mean, don't sleep on the Bituation Room because our guest has fantastic comedians on, fantastic activists on, experts. It's it's everything this show isn't. I would call that the, the Bituation Room a first-rate podcast. But mm-hmm. welcome to this second-rate podcast, the brilliantly talented, hilarious, and just overall wonderful human being, Francesca Fiorentini! Oh, hi. Thank you so much, Uh, Francesca Fiorentini, a.k.a. I'm going to be in Brooklyn on March 10th at the Bell House. If you guys want to come out and see me live, I'll be with Sam Cedar, council member Tiffany Caban and Matt Lieb, who's been a regular here. Also, my betrothed. Yes. So, bituationroom.com. I'm getting the plugs in up top. Oh, you got to. Which is smart. Which is smart. You're using the AKAs for the right reasons. We yeah, are here exactly. to say this shit. AKA also known as, you like, AKA, come give me this money. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I need this. AKA, I buy my healthcare on the marketplace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> AKA, I have to cover the cost of my flight to New York. Please. <laughs> can I Can I also just say, can I also just say, you yeah. know, look, I've been on Daily Zeitgeist more times than I can count now as a guest and a host. Francesca was the first person that jumped on, had the fire-ass background, and was like, what color you want? What I color know. you want to see in this background? Yeah. And she changed it up. It's looking right. So I'm just saying for any future, for the Jamie Loftuses of the world, for all the guests of the world that's coming on the Daily Zeitgeist, get your background game up. Get wow. your background game up because Francesca's shutting it down. On the challenge ass. has been issued. Damn. Yeah. yeah Room Raiders only Damn. gave me a seven because I had cord mismanagement in the back. So I'm really <laughs> trying to I'm trying to change uh, that. Did the cords, you, pop, the cords did you on actually the pop up on Room Raiders? I did, I did, and it wasn't my cords. It was Matt Lieb's, like, PS5. Yes, he did get his hands on one. It was his stupid-ass cords, so I was was very upset about that. Hey, what happened with the ring? Y'all sort that ring out? Oh, we got a new ring. Yeah? We got a new ring. Good. We got a wedding date. Things are moving. We never speak of the other ring again. It's Mm -hmm. like a... What happened? You lose it? Or somebody lost it? Oh, yeah. It was a saga. Well, it should be lost. Well, I am, again, I am going to drop it into the ocean like, you know, the old lady in Titanic. It looks like that. It's basically heart of the sea level. If anyone's grandma is looking for a nice piece, Mm -hmm. hit us up at (laughs) Franny Fio. I feel like it'd be a really good, like, 70th birthday gift for, or 80th or 90th, honestly. It might even be good to be buried in. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. This sounded like the ring was ugly. You ain't like the. You didn't like the ring. Is that what? Is that what's going that on? That is here? the story. The, indeed. Okay. That the best is. part was I think it was like days after Matt proposed. He came on the show and he talked. He said, "Yo, I, it, the proposal went well, but the ring was such an L. Like I'm so embarrassed <laughs> to talk about it." And then Francesca, I think, was the guest the next day or the day like one day between, and so we got it from both sides. And yeah, you were just it's a You're long like, saga. But now I've got my yes, sustainably mined white sapphire to avoid yeah. the diamond industrial complex. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey so, man, I gotta get, I'm gonna about to have a whole grill made out of uh, lab grown diamonds. You know? Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. I love. I love hearing the take from the the diamond industry being like these lab grown diamonds. They're like. Ugh. Like, not even that good. They're like, they're chemically the same fucking thing. Yeah. You're just mad the that they're thing. not ripping them out of the earth like y'all do. Well, you know, I rip all my diamonds out the earth because I'm a real one. But for, no, I'm joking. Just with your teeth. <laughs> just with my teeth, you know, not with my hands. Not with my, my hands. Yeah. When I'm looking for, yeah, <laughs> picking up loose mushrooms that grow in the park and trying them yes. out. See if any of them get me even a little bit fucked up. And of course, by diamonds, I'm talking about all my diamond albums. I got, you know, my there diamond. You go certified albums y'all you know what's dope 
is if you ever like edit a Wikipedia page, like if you, for your own, just add mm-hmm. random shit. Like you have a, the highest selling album of, of all time. Okay. Francesca, I think I'm gonna do that on your Wikipedia page. Actually. Yo, I can't edit my Wikipedia page. I don't oh, think they, they let change? women they made... do that. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, w- women are not allowed to edit their Damn. own Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia page. <laughs> that was yeah, that's, canceled. That's been in the Bible. You're yeah. too hysterical. No, yeah, there's something about it where it's like mm, you're a public figure. You have no say over your pro- yeah, public you persona. Are. You I can't don't know, verify. Like They're yeah. like, this is wildly inaccurate. What is something from your search history? Oh man, yeah. The thing it's funny because like you, I mean, I I don't obviously can't give. Do you want me to give like a one word answer, or will you listen to me? You could, no, you we will listen to you for mm-hmm. as for long some as you reason. Like what Google always autofills mid century table. <laughs> like, mm. So my my search history is always like mid search mid century table for some reason. In reality. <laughs> I think like the the most recent thing that I searched was Italian food, Los Angeles. Okay, okay. It's always food. It's yeah. literally always food. I love that. Yeah, now, you've mentioned Italian food twice, which traditionally Italian food not known in America at least for like having the best desserts. I could be wrong about that because no, you're not wrong. You're totally not. So what? What? what tell me. Is are those separate interests of yours, Italian food and desserts, or is what where yes. where are we at? I think it's like a nostalgia thing. Yeah. So mm. it's like I technically prefer French pastries because I'm a fancy bitch, but I yeah for some reason I mean I like Italian food because it reminds me of growing up and mm. like that mix of flavors you know what you know it's like interesting how like it in terms of food sometimes it's hard to tell if you like it or you're just deeply emotionally attached to it right yep that's like taco bell (laughs) i mean really i mean the more i think about it i'm like it coincides with like some of the greatest moments of my life (laughs) (laughs) like what oh man you went to taco bell I mean, I yeah, also not sponsored by Taco Bell, but I, I, I bore the fuck out of what before she was my wife, my fiance. When we would pass a Taco Bell, I'd always remember the story about how I had a homie who worked at the drive through. And when he was there, I'd just be like, yo. And if he said, yo, back through the thing, I was like, it's we're eating free, boys. And <laughs> that yeah. was like, I felt like a fucking God. Like, I could be like, yo, you hungry? Like, if my boys were going to Taco Bell, let's go. The dates, mm. they were speechless. When that we got all these things we never ordered, so like you know, what? What were the things that you? Oh, like the like the caramel apple empanadas. Yeah, uh, like Mexican pizzas. I'd be like, yo, it's just me. Like, yo, let me just get a couple things, and then your boy he just hooked it up with bags on bags, and like, are do you like know the manager? I'm like, no, it's yes. just people <laughs> sticking up for each other. I'm sorry, that was a the voice of an impressed young woman in the car with you, uh, impressed by your access to Taco Bell. Yes, yes. That's what I said. Right. The and the bar was never lower for me, hence the greatest <laughs> time of my that's life. That's a real, that's like a real hookup for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for me, yeah, I guess, but the more I think about it, I'm like, every time I eat it, I do feel bad. And like, sometimes I have to be super high to like really go and get it. But I still, I still love the flavors. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting take. Mm-hmm. So for I'm you, what judging. is it? For you, is it what, like going to like, the Feast of San Gennaro and stuff all the time and like having that be part of like a social calendar? No, I it's literally snacks. Like I know it's I'm not I swear to God, I'm not trying to promote my podcast, but like the emotional connection to like a good example is that when I was a kid, we would always get a Carvel ice cream cake for my birthday. Okay. And that was like the thing. And I like fucking loved it and i was like the holy grail and then this past (laughs) summer i was like i'm an adult you know i can just have a carvel ice cream cake whenever i want right because they sell it at the grocery store (laughs) right right. so i was like i'm gonna buy one and i bought like a huge one Mm. and i started eating it and i was like this tastes like fucking ass and i was (laughs) so bummed but i was like i mean i'm gonna eat it right for the crunchies but the it crunchies. sucks that it doesn't taste good. Yeah. One of the few foods where you can like actually taste the chemicals in the food dye. 
Like, I feel like when, when yeah. you got that, like, blue icing mixed in there, there, it has a very specific taste that I don't feel like you get anywhere else with anything that's edible, at least. No. I mean, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts Baskin-Robbins in high school for a minute. Wow. And I know. I had a lot of jobs that I got fired from. And... <laughs> I worked there, and their ice cream cakes are, like, actually pretty dope. Mm. Yeah, a, a, a 31 Flavors is, you know, typically the one I would that would open my eyes. Carvel, I've, I don't know. I felt like because you got at the grocery store, it just felt a little less, like, meaningful. I mm. know. I called my mom, and I was like, what the fuck, mom? Like, <laughs> I, I was, like, literally not acceptable. Right. <laughs> I, wait, oh. And the Italian food, have you found anything in LA? Like, cause obviously you're searching, you need, it's a need of yours. Yeah. What do you, you know, so how do you, how do you scratch the itch here? You know, it's, I've tried a couple different places and I, I just, I have two friends that gave me gift certificates to, oh God, Osteria La Buca. Yep. Mm. I mean, and so they were like, you have to try this place because they know I like Italian food. And so now I'm going to try it and we'll see. I mean, uh, like, yeah. we'll find out. It's not bad. There's a funny story about that is that they it was like started by these two brothers and their mom. And then yeah. they had a falling out. And then one of the brothers and the mom went down Melrose and started Osteria Mama. I tried that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the that's the and they all say like. The what you have here all comes from the mom who gave Australia Labuka all their flavors. So stop fucking with them. Come to Mama Direct. And like it's just like a warring family situation between these two Italian restaurants. Controversial opinion. Just because your mom made it doesn't mean she was a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're having to confront a lot of things right now. Yeah, I know. It's like your mom made it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like my mom burned shit every time. she. Like I'm not even right. just because it's like mom's recipe doesn't mean it's absolute trash. Right. right. Okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's my that's. <laughs> My take on that, but oh, I just Chinese food dumplings from the East Coast specifically, mm, the way okay. that they like Chinese American, essentially, right. like Got I'm ninety nine percent sure it's not authentic, but it's doughy as fuck and like f like four dollars on the street. I miss mm. that. Yeah. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Overrated. Uh, planning a wedding. Mm. Weddings in general, like uh, it is an incredibly expensive party that the bride and groom don't get to enjoy. And to be honest, I'm not even sure who gets to enjoy it because uh, <laughs> most weddings I go to, I'm like, I'm here for the food and to see a couple of friends. But this feels very expensive and for no one. So mm. I'm going to say weddings. I'm I'm currently uh, getting married to uh, your previous guest, Francesca Fiorentini. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are just in the midst of, you know, trying to line up all of our vendors and, you know, our guest list and all that stuff. And uh, everyone just wants to just everyone wants to charge you too much for everything. Yeah. It's bullshit. Why do they charge you more if you're in love? That, that's the thing I cannot stand about the wedding industry. It's like, it's so evil. They're like, oh, you want to rent a fork? Normally, that's 60 cents to rent a fork. <laughs> oh, wait. It's going to go in the mouth and I'm out of mouth at a wedding. Oh, it's three dollars yeah. now. What? Yes. Yeah. Immediately. They just like all the prices go up because everything is going to be touched with love. You know, right, right. so they're like, oh, well, you know, if you want to get the good forks, it's right. going to cost you ten dollars a fucking. You know, prong. what's funny when uh, I because you know, I just got married a couple weeks ago on the in the oh, lead up to our wedding. Thank you, man. We, I was, I was trying to find every single way to, to like hack around it to the point where yes. I asked, you know, my now wife, Her Majesty. I said, "What if we said we were having a business merger at a hotel?" <laughs> and we kind of kept it fun and said everyone had to say they were there for the business merger, and like <laughs> we would, so that way, like it's just a catered meal. It's just yeah. the same banquet things because it's just a meeting. It's not yeah. a wedding. And then yeah, we're gonna dance outside, but like just see how <laughs> people we could dance try and at get... corporate events. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. There's DJs. There's there's DJs and shit. You know? Yeah. I like at this point, I have now started referring 
to it just as an event. So mm-hmm. like the ice cream people, I was like, <laughs> uh, we are going to have an 80 person event in June. Uh, mm-hmm. How much does it cost for you to do that? And they were like, you could tell that they were going like, okay, yeah, but like, what kind of event is it? Will, will there be flowers? Party. And I'm just That's like, the thing I said, anniversary well, party. I, okay. I mean, you think they, they, I feel like they'll charge you if love Not is in there. Right. I'm saying. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Oh, man. Well, I fucked up and said wedding most of the time, and now it's just the ice cream people are going to be relatively cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm worried they're going to show up and be like, hey, this is a wedding? Oh, yeah. hell. Oh, this costs double now. And then Pack it yeah. up, Brenda. It's yeah. a wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like I thought. And then they let all the ice cream melt. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so, I mean, you know, planning a wedding is... Is is just uh, it's hard, dude. I just want to be in love. <laughs> yeah, for right. Real. Yeah. Why can't the I just be in love? Best piece of advice I got was well, like right before the wedding was someone said, "Hey, man, make sure you act like a guest at your wedding. Don't act like a host." That's like oh the yeah, because it's real easy to get in host mindset. And like you're saying, yeah. it's like who's this fucking thing for? Right. Like if you can kind of resolutely say like when the day comes, obviously you got to have your shit together to make, you know, make things, everything's happening according to plan. But when the day comes, just be a fucking guest because you got to enjoy the fuck out of that day. Well, yeah. yeah. Me being a guest means just eating alone and going to the bathroom for too long. So (laughs) I think my wife will be mad at that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the first dance music at last shows like starts playing, and Francesca's just waiting for me, and I'm like, I'm taking a shit. Hold on, dude, do the next dance. Like, do the next one. Do, do daddy daughter dance. Do yeah. daddy daughter. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be a few minutes, so maybe do mommy daughter too. <laughs> Knock them both out. Yeah. What is uh? What's something you think is overrated, Steve? Uh, I think Disneyland is overrated. Hmm. I know. I know. Uh, I don't know. Were you just there? I, I was just there. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, were you just there? <laughs> uh, and it continues to be overrated, okay? Right. Sure, sure. I, I, I've always hated that place. If anybody grew up poor going to Disneyland, uh, it's like one of the worst. It's great that we got in, sure. But yeah. I just have so many going back there. I have so many, like, bad memories and, like, real like deep down like hurts and stuff but i just remember like eating a sandwich you used to you have you used to have to leave the park and you would like have to eat your food like by the car i just remember eating like a wet sandwich and looking like some rich family slamming hot dogs with the souvenirs and stuff i just feel like they're always taking advantage of you they're always trying to squeeze every bit of money off of you jack i bet you take your family there i i bet you you're dropping and this is no joke you're probably dropping fifteen hundred dollars if you were to take their family there for one yeah, day. Yeah, that That's, sounds about right. I have not taken them. Yes, uh, you got to wait till they're a, a little older. Yeah. No, until they appreciate. No, he said it. until the kids deserve it, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I say I, I do the uh, Tom Hanks and Saving Private Ryan. I say earn this. Earn. I take them all the way there, and then I say, "No, nah, you got to earn it." Wait, and you're dying from a gunshot wound after yeah, you're for shooting some your handgun at a tank? I feel like it just, like, adds impact to the state <laughs> if I pretend like I'm... And then your kid ages 50 years before your eyes looking at you like Matt Damon did? Hey, you by, know, it takes the, what it takes. By the haunted mansion. <laughs> no, at the, the, the singing bears that just by that. Okay. Mr. O'Brien? Uh, no so but we did go recently julia was like my mom wants to go for a birthday and i was like absolutely not she's like they're paying for everything i said when do we go let's do it (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah did you see any of the new shit uh i went on the new star wars i mean it's bad the whole thing's bad Uh, the, the thing that is um it was fun but you know we're we're men now. So the idea of waiting for 75 minutes for like a three minute ride. And we did a couple of those like back to back. It's just like, what, what are we doing? And her parents are, you know, like 67. They're great mm. shape, good looking older people. Uh, and then her sister, you know, I got this beautiful white family and me. And uh, we're just like standing in line for 75 minutes in a row for uh, the cars ride. I was like, no. give me a break. The saddest thing, though. The former is- Autopia? <laughs> yeah. The oh, car no. side was kind of cool, but 
I mean, we didn't have any kids with us either. So it's one thing if you're taking kids, you're living through them. And that, I think, is what was heartbreaking, too, because you see all these families, like a lot of working class families or whatever. And, you know, they're just trying to be good, like good parents taking their kids to experience this thing. But it's so wrapped in like capitalism and buying things that mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, this is our idea of tradition is we're just going to get wrapped in this thing where we all keep getting taken advantage of generation right. after generation. Right. Yeah. Go and uh, buy the useless plastic items that you'll never use again. I saw a cholo yelling at his toddler. You don't want to see a cholo yelling at his toddler at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Over what? What'd the toddler do? Come on. The toddler was like talking back to him. The toddler oh, was like well. yelling at him. The toddler <laughs> was yelling at him. He goes, no, you broke it or something. The toddler yeah. was literally in the, and the cholo was like, no, you broke it. And like, yeah. And I was like, this poor cholo. Like, what is the cholo doing saving up for this? And he's yelling at his toddler. And the wife said, like, go, get away from to the dad. Like, go walk over there. And I saw mm. the dad get a sugar-free monster. How sad is that? <laughs> he just stood in line. I, I mean, I was just waiting in this thing, and I watched him get a sugar-free monster. Cholo pounding a sugar-free monster, working his ass off to take his family just to be berated by his toddler. I went to that haunted mansion. It's not scary. I don't even know if it was ever <laughs> I don't know if it was ever scary, guys. I was going to say, but, I don't think that's contested, really. Well, yeah, we're from, you know, I'm from an abused home. Long pictures are not scary to me. You know what's scary? My mom getting back with my dad when I was little. That was frightening, <laughs> fellas. You know what's scary, fellas? Uh, the time my dad lost his wallet. That was scary. <laughs> but let's capture that in a haunted oh, mansion, man. huh? And insisted he knew where it went. And oh, man, spoiler, was it wasn't. A, that now, theory was, I was false. Eight, you know, that was near 35 years ago. And I'm not forgetting that one. Haunted mm. by it, if you will. Yeah. What is yeah. Uh, what's something you think is underrated? Are you guys A-list members? At oh, AMC? AMC? Yeah. No. It's like the fourth time this shit came up this week. No, I'm not. I've I haven't been to a theater since pre pre Panda River. Well, get your get your sturdy mask. You still haven't been to the movies? No. You don't like movies that much. I yeah, that's that, that would track. I mean, I don't like going I my love of going to the movie theater died in 2010 around there, I realized, like when I started like working. It's oh, weird. interesting. And now well, I'll, I'll watch it at home though. Like I'll take movies in at home, but the theater experience, I think, you know, also happened is I used to get free parking passes to CityWalk because I grew up in North Hollywood, like in like this, like one mile, ra- like this radius where Universal would send you free parking passes. So in, th- in those days, I'd always be like, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. <laughs> that dialed back. I got crushed by working life and then, yeah, it became more about weed and staying at home. Mm. (laughs) Uh, i love the a-list i've got a group of people used to have a movie podcast and we developed like a movie club out of it but if you're an a-list member it's something where it's 20 it's 24.99 a month from amc there's various amcs around our area and uh, you can go three times a week and it's something 25 bucks is like the cost of two tickets basically but it's something in the crew where you just say you know i feel like doing that and i'll go i have a vespa now and oh. uh, I can go to the Grove without paying for parking. Oh shit! And okay. and, uh, and Universal, it's only five dollars with this thing. So you catch me, catch me with my girl at CityWalk. You know, wait, you're gonna um, Vespa to CityWalk? I won't Vespa to CityWalk. I was gonna too, say it, it feels too yeah, crazy, like, but I do go on the freeway with it and stuff. I just I haven't Vespa to CityWalk yet. Sure. I should say. But wow. uh, do you guys share the twenty five? Like, do you share a membership? Or no, is that... we, no, we each have a membership. Okay. You, you could reserve on, tickets together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not like you can you get know, like, like a soda and share the soda. <laughs> right. <laughs> we each have to have the ticket. But uh, I go with different people. I have a bunch of people I go with all the time. And you'll just say, hey, let's go tonight at 10 o'clock after the die down of everything. You know, luckily, we don't have kids yet. That's going to end shortly, pretty soon. I can feel you. I could feel, feel her, you know, Lord, she shakes her fist at me. She wants this baby soon. So that's going to be ending soon. But me and my girl will go to City Walk on a Monday night. Miles, do you yeah. remember what a fucking, do you remember what a treat like City Walk used to be when you're 19 years old? Like oh, what a date destination. Yeah. Oh, and now yeah. me and my girl go there on a Tuesday night, 10 o'clock. We don't have to pay for the ticket. Uh, we'll buy some concessions. I'm just looking at her beautiful eyes and. You know, everything is romantic. Right. And yeah. full disclosure, you're you're not sponsored by AMC because people are gonna think we're running a psyop on every, <laughs> Dude, this, every couple of days. It's like, you know, it's great. AMC, AMC, man. For oh, so other people, 
Other people have brought this up and they're underrated or something. People keep talking about it. Yeah, people have mentioned it for in sure. In conjunction with that, or like movie, pa- we talked about movie pass, and then someone brought up Jaquise brought up he, his love for movie pass or a list. But yeah, I, I get it. It's it's like the movie pass that actually works, and you can yeah, trust and it's not going away. Through. Yeah, it's not right. going away. So movie pass, we all knew that was going away. Yeah, but but this thing's not going anywhere. And like I said, it's great to be in the movies when we're in the middle of lockdown and stuff. I remember thinking man i would do anything to be at a movie right now and so oh wow i I love this it's affordable i don't drink i have nothing else but movies (laughs) and food uh and and so uh, i absolutely love it and i recommend everyone to get it and then you can go see a movie with me for free essentially oh (laughs) yes and you can get that coca-cola freestyle machine you know they I mean? do. They do have the freestyle. I'm. I'm a. Did you call uh, it the COVID Cola freestyle? No, <laughs> I think that was a slip. Because you do. You do start thinking about COVID when you're up there, and there's just like you're you like know, uh, residue from the past twenty people. I don't know, that guy <laughs> was just licking it to get the flavor off the little button. It's probably fine. Yeah. Do you know there was a time though when they first opened up the movies where you couldn't get your own drink. So for like maybe six oh, months, right. so, there was like a worker there and you had to tell them on the freestyle what you wanted. <laughs> uh, give me a break. Yeah, no uh, one. Let me get a let me get a peach ginger ale. What was that? <laughs> get a, let me get a peach ginger ale. Yo, he's fucking with a peach ginger ale. <laughs> no, I just uh, for just regular then, man. Yeah, yeah, you just felt bad like anything that wasn't like a regular drink. Like you're like Oh yeah, get- I get nasty with that thing. <laughs> I like to do a Coke Zero and then ruin any calorie saving by put just loading it up with cherry syrup. And <laughs> there, there you go. There oh, you go. Man. Now we're Wait, talking. They don't have diet the cherry stuff. Coke. They do have diet cherry Coke. They, they have, have diet, diet cherry Coke. That's what. That's not what I'm getting, Miles. I'm going oh. to the. I'm going to the Coke Zero, <laughs> and then I am wow. adding the cherry syrup, and it uh, as a little kick. Okay. Yeah. P dog of the freestyle machine. You know, sprinkle a little bit of that stuff in there. For people outside LA who don't know what Universal City Walk is, it's like a it's a combination mall theme park, right? Like it feels yeah. like And uh, when it opened, it had like weird references. Like there was a, a store that kind of like was a nod to Back to the Future, but then became the Billabong store. There was like there like Panasonic just had a like an absolutely useless storefront to show off like the 3DO gaming system, but you couldn't buy shit in there. I remember I was like, yo, this place is fucking weird. It is the church of capitalism. Like they have all the like big theme chain restaurants. I, I went favorites. recently for the first time, got a got some Taco Bell, but it was like a really nice Taco Bell experience. It's a nice talk. It's very yeah. nice Taco Bell. You end up paying about. I figured out about a fifty, maybe a dollar more per item. Oh right. yeah, but but they the most really expensive Taco Bell. Felt yeah, like John they, Daly out here. It looks nice though. I mean, yeah. like the <laughs> real fat, soft taco. Uh, it looks like the pictures, but you you do pay a premium for it. But you yeah, know, for, for when you're at City version. Walk, you spare no expense. And if you have an A list, it's virtually free. Oh, Everything's boy. virtually free. <laughs> you're an A list member. <laughs> Um, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Ukraine. Wait, hold on. Steve's wearing a disguise. Rip it off. It's Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I'm Yo, you. How weird is that? All right, before we go to break, we do have to talk about that, which now it plays before every movie. She is not watching any of those movies in, no. with the amount of rapture that she's portraying. She's a good actor, but it is just such a strange. It's too highbrow. Right. It's highbrow mixed with like she's watching Creed 2. Right. Yeah, they change out the movies that she's watching. And the newest one she's watched, it's Spider-Man Multiverse. And I always in my head, I'm always picturing going. Wow, a black Spider Man. <laughs> wow, that's wild. <laughs> oh, this really is an upside down Spider Verse. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> she, somebody, a reporter told her, did you see this thing going around where a reporter told her that uh, the Nicole Kidman commercial is like caught on and like people on the internet love it? And she said, is that real? And they're like, yes, it's actually a pretty big thing. And she said, you gotta admit the movies are 
pretty magical though. Right? Oh. <laughs> oh, I love it. Being on brand. So I like that better actually that it's not like this forced together thing where they're just like yeah. trying to do a highbrow thing and then replace like the cuz it feels like what like one of those Oscar like you know coming back from the commercial of the Oscars where mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman's like watching Sound of Music and like, and, like these like cinematic classics uh, <laughs> but they just like replaced it with whatever the latest box office hits are but i like it better that she is the auteur behind it and she's just like really that basic and just really is like movies though am i right right that's why i'm into them she did in the article she goes heartbreak really does feel good in a place like that right you know in the movies She's like, sometimes you just go to the movies to cry, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you thought that was written for me? Hell no. <laughs> I remember when I saw Joe Dirt for the first time. <laughs> Inconsolable, basically. So tragic. Oh, man. That would <laughs> like, be amazing. Yo, she really fucks with every movie. Because <laughs> that's it. That's also, like, kind of the vibes that Tom Cruise gives off, right? Is he just, like, fucking loves, loves movies. the movies. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, there was that thing where he went on um, well, some late night show and was like, the movies are great. Am I right? And everyone was like, this is such cynical bullshit. But I, I actually believe him. I believe yeah. he's just, like, that's what they first bonded over. Was oh, yeah. Do you remember like, how stoked he was? That, like, he went to the British, like, premiere with the mask to see. What was the Christopher Tenet. Nolan movie? Yeah. Tenet, yeah. And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> we thought that was all like for show, but that's just him at every movie. He's like out here at Despicable Me 3, just like losing his mind. Oh my God, this baby's a boss. It's fucking. He's like, wow. wow. Magic in movie. front of our eyes, folks. All right, Nicole, it's him and Nicole Kidman, their first date. They're like, say your favorite movie. Yeah, three. One, two, three. Batteries not included. <laughs> they both say it at the same time. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, those little robots and stuff helping him out. Oh. She says batteries not included. He says short circuit. And they're like, oh, that was my second. <laughs> Almost. 80s robo wave. <laughs> 80s robot <laughs> oh fuck alright this is definitely what I needed uh, after just mainlining news for the past 10 hours alright let's take a quick break we'll come back and talk about the war and we're back and, I mean, it's all anyone could talk about. Truth Social has launched and, you know, changed the meaning of social media and truth. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So tr- this is Trump's Twitter platform that he's like, I don't I don't need to play with your ball. I'm the, I, I have my own ball at home. <laughs> like my own shitty ball that isn't even work as a ball. And you're like, that's made of socks, man. Like, <laughs> you didn't even clean the socks. It looks like a giant dong, too. It's a ball. <laughs> It's a ball, it's a ball. and I don't need yours. Mm. That's a yeah. good impression. Though. Many people say that LeBron plays with this kind of ball. <laughs> That's how he learned to play. <laughs> so he launched True Social. He had to do it on President's Day because he is our past and future president <laughs> in his mind. And it wasn't ready. No. It's shocking. Who'd have thought? Uh, and you know what? It went as bad as anybody could have hoped for. To be honest, like there's all this fanfare President's Day. He's back with his own shitty Twitter. Unfortunately, if you have Android, you're shit out of luck. And also you can only get it in the app store if you like pre downloaded the app, because that's how much of a fanatic you are for all things MAGA or probably most of them are probably journalists who are like just ready to be like, yep, I'm ready to see how this thing falls apart. So let's say even then you got to the point where you you were able to download the app. Uh oh. You try and register an account, you get an error message that says something went wrong. Maybe retry later. Some people did for hours on end. So then even if you got if you're one of the rare people who got to the point where they could register an account, uh, you still couldn't use that. Like it didn't even take you to the interface. It just basically said you got another message that said, quote, due to massive demand, we have placed you on our wait list. We love you. And you are not just another number to us. But your waitlist number is below. <laughs> and people did a screen cap. It was like 155,683. Like that's, and people were like, this is great. 
all the patriots are overwhelming the system. It's like, no, no, no. This is called a disastrous fucking launch. That's not enough patriots to overwhelm a system, by the way. 150,000 is like, your your system should be able to handle that. It is that. too many. It's too many. <laughs> too many, and yet not enough to, no. for that to be an excuse for why your product doesn't work. Right. And some people notice, like, when they had their, you know, number, even though Trump said, we love you and you're not just another number, I'll remember your name, Donald Jr., <laughs> that those people, they've slid further down the list as time went on. They're like, how is that possible? Like, I thought my place in line was fixed. I'm somehow, I've gone back 10,000 spots. Oh, wait, okay. they were giving them new numbers as it went along? They would check back and the number would update to something worse than it was before. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, this is so fucking bad. No one could use it. A lot of people were just were pointing out all these security weaknesses. Like, you could you could navigate to, like, this beta version of the site and just, like, register your own handles like before anyone else could to try and park them and they're like no th this is this is all bad the other sad part about this is there's no web version of this so you know like on twitter you can <laughs> go to twitter.com there isn't shit like this for truth like you can only do it in the fucking app so effectively the shit was completely lights out darkness where did he find these developers, though? You know what I like? He, he was like, I think, like, truly, I feel like his kids did it. They were like, we can literally do anything. We've never had a job that's real. And right. we can absolutely code this website. It's, right. They're like, Dad, we're professionals at copying other people's work. That's how <laughs> we got out of school. So Exactly. This is right up my lane, Dad. Let me do a, like a couple fucking bumps really quick in the kitchen and I'll come yeah. back and I'll have a fucking totally new fucking plan. OK, Dad? Yeah. I love the idea, though, of there being like a liberal behind it who was infiltrating <laughs> and was like, get this. It's I, not going to work. Right. Or just really playing dumb the whole time. Like, I don't know, Mr. Tr yeah. I, it is. It's it's I, I swear I had everything double check, triple check, just like you had said. Uh, sure. Maybe if you pay me more money and then just collect all that money from him and light it on fire. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing that most people point out is that, you know, Devin Nunes, the disgraced congressman uh, who was, you know, the head of the Intelligence Committee during Trump's first reign, he's technically in charge of this venture because he left to run, like, to become, like, the CEO or COO of, like, Trump Media Group Strategies or whatever the convoluted name is. And... When they when the, he was asked about this, his defense was, uh, it's really not going to be ready until like the end of March. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. Then why? <laughs> OK, see you later. Oh, also, the logo is an exact ripoff of another company in the UK. Right. So they're already having to backpedal <laughs> on their marketing shit. I mean, he you know, we, we've talked before about this theory that like famous people kind of tend to be frozen in time at a point that they like reached their peak fame. And obviously he has kind of gotten increasingly famous as he became like the, the modern world's Hitler, but he first peaked in the eighties. And I just feel like there is, he, he, everything around him seems to be like dumb people on cocaine, just driving the bus every, right. everywhere. Like that, that really feels right Oh, like it's just it's a, a group of 80s, like 80s coked out henchmen with bad yeah. ideas is the only group he can look at and be like, they get it. They right. get it. Yeah. And everybody like he turns people into like, it, you know, his son used to be uh, somebody who like just hated his dad and by, you know, just through sheer tyranny of will and like his force of personality. And then the fact that he was accidentally became the most powerful person in the world like that like sucked in his son and now his son's this like coked up like just absolute 80s <laughs> right. super villain his like litmus test to hire someone is he puts him he's like you're gonna sit down in this theater and you're gonna i'm gonna put something on and just watch a little bit of it and i'll come back and we'll talk about what you just saw and he puts on soul man from 1986 <laughs> oh how, and he's looking through a camera like they love it. Okay, good. This guy's good. This, this guy's, guy's good. good. He thinks this is hilarious. <laughs> He's in, baby. <laughs> I can't believe that, like, nothing has taken him down. Like, like so many grandpas are sick. I mean, is that too dark? But it's like, how has this man <laughs> right. not died? I just so can't even. So many grandpas are sick. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. There's so many. <laughs> I mean, I'm just relating ages. 
But it's yeah. like him, Mitch McConnell. It's like, how are these men still fucking alive? Right. Why did they? I, why did you take my grandpa, God? Yeah, and exactly. leave these shit bags fucking blowing in the wind. Why? These are the wrong people died, and we all agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe I. I think the the only thing that people have to potentially you know, lick their lips and rub their mitts together for a little bit of warmth is just all the lawsuits that keep completely backfiring. Like every attempt at appealing is just like, no, no, you ain't claiming privilege over nothing. Exactly. But then again, we won't know till we know, will we? No, I trust nothing. Yeah, I had that down here. I don't know if you guys talked about the you know his attempt to get everything no dismissed i mean or there were so many last week of things he took multiple l's last week but no not this recent one totally. we haven't spoken yeah about. now so the very final thing it, it had been rejected by everybody and he got it elevated to the supreme court and they kind of rejected it so now we will find out you know the or at least the house committee is going to get get all the documents and I do feel like this could be the most significant challenge to him becoming president again in 2024 is if like a crime is revealed and he's basically not allowed to run because like, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. uh, other signs are pointing to him being able to bounce back. Unfortunately. Well, and I think that's why it's interesting to see like other MAGA affiliate types who are like kind of puffing their chest up and like kind of waiting like Ron DeSantis would be like, yo, the second this dude slips up, I'm fucking, I'm in there. Like right. oh, I'm taking sure. it up. And like, there's already more and more stories about like how, you know, Trump is increasingly not like liking how, you know, DeSantis is ascending uh, so quickly. But yeah, I mean, and that also speaks to like why I'm sure some people uh, in the Republican party were kind of saying like, no, that was an insurrection. That was an mm-hmm. insurrection suddenly that maybe they know like the last stop is the documents are going to come out and it'll be a pretty it'll be pretty clear like why it shouldn't work but i don't know it's been pretty clear why a lot of things shouldn't work in this country yet we don't have many changes so i don't know stay tuned yo i I may not to not to not to change the subject on this you know Mm -hmm. on this subject Uh, i may need an alibi yeah i i just got an email i was that's why i was checking my phone and I want I want y'all to keep this in because I may need y'all to I may need the whole internet to be like, nah, he wasn't there. Okay. I just got a I just got an email from like a weed store, a dispensary with the, like a ninety one dollar order. Mm-hmm. Oh, to, and I was like, oh shit, somebody just stole my card. But then it was like payment type cash. So like somebody must have went to a weed store posing as me and paid cash for like a hundred dollars of shit. And uh, but and you got I the got points, the, but I got the receipt and like the points and shit. I'm not sure what's going on, but <laughs> in case this weed store, in case the dispensary right. gets robbed or some shit today, I want y'all to let everybody know. Jackie's was recording Jackie's Daily Zeitgeist right here, right mm-hmm. now. I got an alibi. It wasn't me. But if nothing like that happens, I want these points. All right. <laughs> I yeah. want these Enough points. You, you want the stamps on the card. I want Enough the stamps stuff. on the card. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was sweating, though. I was sweating. I was like, damn, somebody <laughs> got my card, man. I was. That's why I went silent cash. for a minute. Maybe it's <laughs> like, maybe someone's hooking you up and you're going to get bing bong. You're like, hey, maybe maybe somebody about to be in my door and be like, here's a yeah. present for you, brother. Oh, remember those white guilt gifts from 2020? Damn. Oh, some. Oh. Remember them Venmos, man? Hey, them man. Venmos? I miss them. Mm, from people, motherfuckers from high school, they're like, hey, man. I ain't had one. I haven't had one. One person Venmo me for Black History Month this yeah. year. God damn. And like I would donate maybe it anyway, it. but maybe this is yeah. it. Right. Everybody exactly. Venmo me, Miles, and Francesca, because Francesca's was here by default. That's Venmo right. us all for Black History Month. And uh, everybody. We'll please. decide what we're gonna do with it. <laughs> and please don't let it be a scam similar to what the Trumps are up to right now. Cause my God, if crypto wasn't being fucking force fed to people at the rate that it is now, I mean it, I don't even know what to say here. So, first of all, we all know NFTs are fucking tight, okay? Mm-hmm. They're like oh. the sickest mm-hmm. way to fucking go s- skip a few steps straight to ballerdom. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why my first lady, Melenio Trimp, is coming out with her own set of collectible POTUS NFTs. I just want to read this fucking, fucking press release <laughs> that came out from Melania's tw- Twitter account. POTUS Trump NFT collection to launch on President's Day. The POTUS Trump NFT collection celebrating the Trump presidency will launch on blah, blah, blah on President's Day. 
They go on to say, the NFT collection consists of 10 original pieces of digital artwork highlighting iconic moments from President Trump's administration, such as the 4th of July visit to Mount Rushmore and Christmas at the White House. The limited edition collection is comprised of 10,000 NFTs and is tiered into platinum and gold levels. Again, mm -hmm. they're saying they've got it. The quote from uh, Melania is, quote, I am proud to expand upon my NFT platform, and I'm honored to be able to recognize important moments in our nation's history. Our nation's history. history. I look forward to <laughs> collaborating with others to offer a truly special, authentic parts of U.S. history. <laughs> also by the board. I love it. My husband. My husband. My I mean, husband is, you know how it's like, my wife, and it's my, yes. my husband. My, my captor. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I, I love being part of this as well. Uh, the, the thing that they it. say, the company goes on and be like, you know, this company is providing history fans the ability to purchase patriotic-themed collectibles with immutable provenance permanently recorded <laughs> on the blockchain. Okay, full. Immutable provenance? The yeah. fuck is that? I mean, you know, just because it's real art, you know, it's not like yeah. like those. You don't know if you're getting janky art. You know the provenance of this. You know where it originates from because of the blockchain, which is funny, because this isn't the first time Melania Trump has sold NFTs. Like a couple weeks back, she sold like a grifter like charity bundle, which was like the white hat she wore when she met Macron, and a watercolor of that moment, and then an NFT version of that watercolor piece. This shit sold for $170,000. And it was supposed to go to charity. Some portion went to charity. We don't know what the fuck. But here's the thing. The thing about the blockchain is you can kind of dig in and try and line some shit up and figure out, well, who? Let, let me see if there's anything overlapping. Turns out the same crypto wallet that paid for this winning NFT bit or whatever is the same crypto wallet that created the NFT in the first fucking place. Hmm. They said they did it on behalf to facilitate the buy on behalf of like a third party. Now, the big critique of this shit, of the, all this NFT shit is you can buy your own shit at an inflated price to give the fucking impression that the shit is worth more than it is and wait for some other idiot to come along and buy the shit off. You can be like, they like, I, I put up the 15 grand to make that shit look like it was worth 15. And then this person gave me 20 for it. Done right. deal. So. It's a very, you know, again, immutable provenance. And people money launder. Money launder yes. this, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, now, I, you know, like, I still just really don't get it. And, and one of my homies, I think he's been on this show before, shout out to Bezad, is mm -hmm. into it. I mean, he's into it. Like, he would get so mad right now at us talking about it. They support this shit. And he tried to explain it to me. It was like, it's going to be the future. And things like Snoop Dogg just uh, announced Death Row is going to be NFT label or some shit like mm -hmm. that. Which I, I just, I don't, I really don't understand it. I, I think. And, like, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a pretty that. smart guy. And, like, I just can't grasp it. I don't understand it. And I don't think people who are into it even understand it. They I just the, are you know, doing it. <laughs> the benevolent crypto argument is one thing, right? Is that you're finding a decentralized financial system that isn't tied to like the global banking system. With no agreed upon value that is insanely volatile and could crash at mm -hmm. any moment that is actually right. not used to buy and sell goods. Right. But it's merely hoard and inflate value. And, but even then. And even then, right? Like. You have these like these groups of people who are like, you know, putting together crypto DAOs and stuff. There was this group where this guy used like the very democratic form of their like DAO to make himself the leader. And then he took all the crypto and ran with it. So yeah. a lot of people are like this is how it could be. And I get that there is a way that it could be. But the second you're should it that be? greed is a dimension of it. It's right. going to be completely perverted. And I, and I think maybe one percent of people are going to try and use it in a way that. I get that there is a way to maybe think of a better future, but based on the amount, the amounts of energy that it takes to mine the shit and all this other nonsense that goes on from, from my perspective, I'm like, why is every rich motherfucker suddenly coming out here with their NFTs or, or trying to pump up some version of crypto? Because again, it's thinking of it as like downline salespeople from the, what's the, what was the jeggings company, the leggings company, LuLaRoe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm, they right. need more people to come in down line from them to make sure that the assets that they have now, they can sell that shit and it's still worth something. Right. Because it if is they a pyramid don't, scheme. Yeah, they're going to be holding the fucking bag. And yes. that's like that's the obviously the 
the cynical view of it that I have looking at it and why I like whenever I see Larry David out here, like fucking, oh God, yes. you know, and being a fucking uh, preacher, evangelical for this shit. I'm like, it's a rap, dude. Like they got I had to his stop ass everything and watch that ad. I was like, Shh, that commercial quiet. was funny. I laughed. Yeah, it was, it was funny. funny. And then where <laughs> and then it ended, the end, I was like, oh, like, oh God. Uh, yeah. The punchline like, was on us. Indeed. Yeah. Few things can make me like the Federal Reserve and <laughs> <laughs> crypto and Crypto's NFTs are like, yeah, maybe we need the Federal maybe we Reserve. Need it's crypto it's, and then actually touring the because it's a dope ass tour. But <laughs> those are the only yeah. things that like can make you like the Federal Reserve. <laughs> What okay, so but what I don't get about the NFT is I'm gonna create a piece of art that is not replicable and assign an arbitrary value to it that is then somehow going to appreciate, even though what the it's not even I get Bitcoin because it's got the word coin in it, but like <laughs> what the fuck? What am I gonna do with this little dog or this little Melania hat? You got or, it. So what happens? So like this is what Bezos said to me. He was like, because he went to Noah uh, Trevor like a show of his, and like you could buy the ticket just with cash, or you could buy a t a NFT. And like if you have the NFT, it was the same price, but if you have the NFT, like subsequent shows or different things could be like. And for anybody who has like the Trevor Noah nft you get these perks and these perks and these perks so it's like you get it's like it's basically like a reward program okay that's but, a, that but there's a quantity of that that i true, sort of right. get right the whole yes. point is nfts are helping to mainstream the use of cryptocurrencies that's it i really see. like if you broaden out because okay. it's not enough to people be like oh i bought this much ethereum or i bought this much crypto or doge okay. or whatever you're saying we got to find a way for people to start using this crypto in a way that also feels like there's it's an investment and also works, too. So if you don't know much about economics, you damn sure know about Michael Jordan taking off from the free throw line in a dunk contest. Don't you want to own that <laughs> gif as the NFT and be the only motherfucker on the Internet that owns that? Like, yeah. that's all it is. They're making fun of us. They're making fun of us instead of helping us understand the economy and also how bullshit like the market is. They're just making fun of us. Yeah, they're like. Do you want to really be a Miranda if you're such a Sex in the City fan? <laughs> well, by the moment that Shay Diaz fingered Miranda in Carrie's yeah. apartment. Face whoa. to face, face to face kitchen finger bang scene <laughs> in an NFT. You got it. That's mocking me. <laughs> I'd buy it. Oh, man. I'd buy it. <laughs> I'd buy it. It wasn't not hot. It was hot. It's the only time. It was hot. It's the only time I like Shay Diaz. Yeah, the only like time. smoking weed and being like, "Shut up, girl!" My, oh, your friend recovering in the other room from her surgery. Shut the fuck up. Take this. Take this. <laughs> NFT. Oh, oh my god! All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And so is Law and Order. Walking. <laughs> uh, we dude, there, we, we came so close to the actual daily zeitgeist transition that CNN did uh, today. It's like a viral tweet where they were showing like Kiev and like all like these air raid sirens going off. And like it was just like a static shot just to kind of like sort of let people sonically understand like what the vibe is. And then they they do a hard cut to a fucking Applebee's commercial, <laughs> and you're like, oh, dude, work on a a better way to sell fucking beer and chicken. But yeah, hey man, but that Applebee's commercial is it the one that <laughs> appropriated the Cheers song? Um, is there so, one? Have you? Oh, you you didn't watch the Super Bowl, or maybe the, I don't even think that was the Super Bowl actually. But there's a there's an Applebee's commercial that. Creates a universe in which Applebee's is the place where everybody, where like your community goes to hang out with one another and everybody knows each other. And it's it's an interesting dystopian vision mm -hmm. of, a, of a weird world where Applebee's won the corporate fast food wars instead of Taco Bell, which is, as we know from Demolition Man, what's going to inevitably happen. One time I was in New York like 20 years ago. And uh, 
I lost my phone or something like that. And some lady found it and they said, meet me at this McDonald's at some like McDonald's in Brooklyn. And I went to that McDonald's and the whole like the whole neighborhood was there. There was like a neighborhood of like old black men playing cards and kids and families. And I was like, this is what it's all about. So to me, when I think of that, uh, I do think there are some place cities where Applebee's is the place. If you recall on Friday Night Lights, they met at Applebee's all the time for like uh, (laughs) discreet meetings. So I do think there are some cities that value their Applebee's. Yeah, that was definitely true of my group of friends in like freshman year of and sophomore year of uh, high school that we would go to the Applebee's down in Kentucky and magically we would never have enough money. It was, it was <laughs> truly like a reverse Jesus miracle where it was like everybody would put in a certain amount and then you would count it up at the end and it would we would not have enough. <laughs> but I, yeah, we used to go Applebee's. to Applebee's uh, late night too when they, for that they had a pretty good happy hour and I just don't I don't remember how bad we tipped them those poor Applebee workers. Oh, so as, as high schoolers, it must have been pretty bad. Yeah. Right. We could still go in the back and use the cigarette machine to buy cigarettes. So oh, yeah. that was, was that era. That might still be true in Kentucky Applebee's. I don't know. All right. So Lauren, Lauren Order is back. I, I don't know. I think this is like a good case study and why our culture is like littered with reboots and retooling. The The story is that like Dick Wolf has been basically since it was canceled in 2010, trying to get it like rebooted or like re just started up again and no one bought it until now. But like the, the reason that he's able to spend 10 years shopping this same show is that he is the creator of law and order. So he has clout and money to burn and can just kind of keep sitting on it. Whereas most shows just get a single look basically. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the fact that, you know, uh, JM in this piece points out that, like, the, it seems like NBC and, like, net, network TV is trying to just bring the 90s back, like, fully, the or at least NBC's 90s lineup. There's Law & Order, the recent Peacock reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. NBC just announced their reboot in Quantum Leap. ABC is bringing back NBC's L.A. Law. L.A. Law? That yeah. Is- Quantum Leap, I can kind of half wrap my head around. I'm I'm on board for Quantum Leap. That feels like a premise that was a solid B when they when they did it, but could could be like a A plus like sci fi right. if if you nail it. Sure, man. But L A Law, man, fuck it. Bring it. who was even in fucking L A Law? That's one that like I never. I think I was just a little too young. To... Old man Hernandez. What do you got? Uh, what's his name? Corbin something. He's Corbin Burnson. Yeah, he was on L.A. Law. Damn you, old man. Quantum Leap was good. I remember you could watch that with the family. So that's like a good family show. Right. And then, of course, I don't know if you remember the final episode where he meets God. Do you guys remember that? No. I never watched it to like the point where I was fully on board with all the lore. or At least I knew how it ended. I was like, oh, that show's on. The last couple seasons started kind of going a little crazy. They, they started making these movies. I think he was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald at one point. Uh, that They did like a two-hour one of those. Okay. Uh, but then he finally And he meets- still shoots JFK and <laughs> shoots Jackie. <laughs> Takes them both out. Uh, yeah, right after he shoots Jackie in the head, he goes, oh, boy. It was really great. <laughs> oh, boy. Was that his catchphrase? Oh, yeah. boy. He w- it would, whenever he would hop in, at the end of an episode, he would hop into the new thing and he would, like, you know, he, he would be in a crazy situation. And he'd go, oh, boy. And then it'd be like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Topter. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, oh, just uh, L.A. Law had they, they apparently had a like one of those roles of like launching a ton of careers. Kind of how like you people like Law and Order. You'll see like so many people been in Law and Order. L.A. Law it seems like the same thing because Don Cheadle, Jeffrey Tambor, David Schwimmer, uh, James Avery, shout out Uncle Phil, C.C.H. Pounder, Kevin Spoon. Never mind. Carrie Ann Moss, <laughs> William H. Macy. There's been a lot of uh, the Spaceman. <laughs> oh, What's he been up to? Space <laughs> that guy down and asked me again. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and that one feels even more impressive because, like, uh, I feel like Law and Order gets gets away with like being 
named as like launching all these things because they have 40 different guest stars in every episode. So like right. everybody's been in that. I've been in a couple episodes of Law and Order, you know, like and I'd believe that sure. like anyone who comes from New York and says, hey, I was actually in an episode of Law and Order. I'm like that. <laughs> there's a very high probability that you yeah. were even if you were like a dead body. Like, there are sure. a couple, actually, there are a couple episodes that are about me, but they don't know they're about me. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but go ahead. I've, only, I've only seen one episode of the SVU. Uh, I was at my mechanics. I was getting an oil change. And I just couldn't <laughs> be- believe how much they bring up rape. They just bring it it's... up all the time. I know that's what the show's about. Right. But Ice-T saying that word like 20 times in an hour, I was just like, I cannot believe how much people love this show. Yeah. Right. That almost became a meme, right? Of like Ice T talking about rape. I feel like that was like, <laughs> like the, there's almost like a super cut of him saying it. You're like, it's something about him saying it. And talking about it in the way that TV characters do, where, you know, have to be, where the writer has to like feel like they've done something clever. And yeah. so like, there's like, well, let's put a button on this description of the horrific act that he's just witnessed. But, anyways, the, the other thing, like, I, I've heard big claims made about, like, culture ended in the 90s and everything, everything since is just recycled. But, I like, seeing this story makes me think more that it's just that the way that the culture is going, there are so many more. And, like, that now there are a thousand places to watch something as opposed to you know, 40 major cable channels. And the only way for them to consolidate all those audiences, again, is by giving them the stuff they once loved or at least watched because it was the only option. Like, it just, like, that that's kind of obvious, but I've just heard more and more people being like, the 90s was the end of culture and the peak of culture and every, everything since then. And it's like, no, it was just mm. that, like, that was a time when we had fewer options and it's a numbers game. Yeah. And also, as someone who wasn't even alive in the 90s, they'd, they'd be like, nah, culture started in some other time. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing to say, like, unequivocally. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think my 90s nostalgia or, like, the reason I, like, look back at it or even, like, regress with, like, the shit that I watch is mostly it's, like, escapism because I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I literally didn't know how complex shit was back then. Uh, yeah, and exactly. this reminds me of that mindset that I had. And, and, you know, a lot of people, as much as we, we like to turn to TV and these things to be compelled and for it to be thought provoked, I think most people do watch it because they want the comfort that comes with, uh, with just being reassured. And so a reboot stuff like this, it makes complete sense that they're, they're betting that people just want to forget about this fucking pandemic and uh, war and uh, terrible economy and all this bullshit. Yeah. Back when I could like the cops on TV. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, on the other hand, reasons why they might not like it is it's just another cop show. And apparently the first episode, in order to address the the fact that, you know, people people have found out that cops are often really awful pieces of shit, the, the cop partners don't get along anymore. Oh. Yeah. So why? Anthony Anderson is like, I'm... I'm glad that there are cell phones with cameras because it encourages police accountability. And his partner, and this is a quote, says, I speak my mind probably about things I shouldn't speak my mind about, <laughs> but it's just how I'm wired. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. The, new, the new one did that, too, where that, that, that guy who came back, I forget his name. He's the one that all, all the girls like. He's older. He's bald, kind of buff. He was also in that. Maloney? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he like apologizes for his sins. So part of these new cop shows is they try to like acknowledge that the ways in which cops have been bad in right. the past so that you can see that, oh, you know, they really are trying to be rehabilitated or they're trying. There are really are good cops still. The only good cop is a fat Anthony Anderson. So unless he puts on weight, unless <laughs> he puts on the old Anthony Anderson weight, I don't need him and his huge head and his thin body. Did you he know, drop right? a bunch of weight? I yes. didn't even realize that. It's just he's just this thin body and this huge head. Yeah. Yeah. I miss the old Anthony, huh? Um, yeah. Another way they're trying to be relevant to 2022 is giving us a mystery solve involving a mystery to solve involving the murder of Bill Cosby. 
It's not. It's not like literally Bill Cosby. It's, it's Gil Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> I think the name is. Let me see here. Oh, Henry King, an incomprehensibly famous singer accused of raping dozens of women. And so he's found murder. He gets out of prison on a technicality. Okay. Similar to Cosby. And then is murdered. And Anthony Anderson closes the cold open by saying, (laughs) and this is, again, a direct quote, every victim deserves respect, even the ones that raped 40 women. Wow. That's how that's how they end the cold open. They just both sides that shit. Don't even say that. Like oh wow. All right, Long Order. What so, happens? They catch him? They catch whoever it, did it? It sounds like they're both sides in it. I agree with you, Miles, but also I think they're kind of encouraging someone to murder Bill Cosby. <laughs> so, so you could look at it like that, too. Right. Hey, we'll like... still look into the crime, but uh, yeah. we'll look into it. be a lot easier to wrestle with this shit if he was just, you know, I don't know, not here anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happens. So that's the thing. And that's always the thing with Law and we'll Order. We'll never spoil you, it. Yeah, we'll never spoil an episode of Law and Order. Yeah. It's never clear if they're going to catch the bad guy or who the bad guy is or how many bartenders they're going to have to interview while wiping while they're wiping down the bar sliding them a 20 yeah <laughs> maybe i saw him yeah i was just about to do realize i was just about to do john mulaney's bit on law and order so i'll just stop <laughs> but if you haven't seen john mulaney's bit on the the, the busyness of these people who are being interviewed by homicide detectives and can't stop oh, doing yeah, their job <laughs> can't stop unloading the truck while they're being interviewed uh worth checking out i mean it's a commentary on capitalism it's like the yeah, worker this worker can't even stop to help a fellow slain human being because they yeah. gotta, they gotta get these TVs unloaded, pal. I'm sorry, man. I, I hey, I gotta take my break. <laughs> Came that close, cracking the case. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.